He said, وَإِنِّي and indeed I كُلَّمَا دَعُوتُهُمْ Every time that I invited them لِتَغْفِرَ لَهُمْ So that you would forgive them. Meaning each time I invited them to your forgiveness. I invited them to believe in you, to worship you, to fear you, to obey your messenger. The result of which would be that you would forgive them. So every time I invited them to your forgiveness, جَعَلُوا أَصَابِعَهُمْ They put their fingers, أَصَابِعْ Plural of the word, isba Finger. They put their fingers, where فِي أَذَانِهِمْ In their ears. They literally plugged their ears. What does that mean? They didn't just listen and ignore. They blocked their ears so that they would not even have to hear him. جَعَلُوا أَصَابِعَهُمْ فِي أَذَانِهِمْ And they didn't just stop there. وَاسْتَغْشَوْ ثِيَابَهُمْ And they covered themselves with their garments. ثِيَاب is a plural of ثَوْب ثَوْب, cloth, garment. And اِسْتَغْشَوْ from غَيْنْ to cover. غِشَاوَة, remember? So اِسْتِغْشَا is to cover something completely. Or to attempt to cover. There's two meanings. One is to attempt to cover something. Istifal. And the other meaning of istifal, another benefit is that it gives the meaning of mubalagha. So istaghshaw, as in they covered themselves completely, fully, with their garments. Why would they do that? That as Nuh is coming, and they know that he's gonna come and talk to them, they put their fingers in their ears, but then they didn't want to see him either. So what did they do? They covered themselves with their garments. Whatever shawl they had, they would put it on their faces. They would cover themselves with it fully so that they wouldn't have to see him. And they persisted. What is Israr? Stubbornly persist in one's ways. They stubbornly persisted in their disbelief without even lending an ear to listen. وَاسْتَكْبَرُوا اسْتِكْبَارًا And they were arrogant with great arrogance, extreme arrogance. So arrogant were they that they did not even want to listen to him. In fact, every time he passed by him, they would make fun of him. They'd look down on his followers, on those people who had believed in him. In Surah Hud, Ayah 27, we learn that the people of Nuh said to him that مَا نَرَاكَ إِلَّا بَشَرًا مِثْلَنَا وَمَا نَرَاكَ اتَّبَعَكَ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ هُمْ أَرَاذِلُنَا We don't see anybody following you except the lowest of us. People who have no money, no fame, no status, nothing. These are the people who follow you. So arrogant they were that they looked down at the people who believed in Nuh And their pride is mentioned in this verse also that how they would close their ears, cover themselves up. Now think about it. Imagine you're talking to somebody and they block their ears. They put their hands on their ears. What would you do? What would you do? Embarrassing. Let me go away and never dare do this again. But Nuh alayhi 950 years. What did he do? If they plugged their ears and they covered themselves up with their garments, did Nuh salam stop? No. ثُمَّ إِنِّي دَعُوتُهُمْ jihara. So I tried something else. I invited them publicly. What is jihar? Jimhara. Jahr. To do something 
openly or say something openly so that it can be heard. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said, at the top of my voice, ثُمَّ إِنِّي دَعُوتُهُمْ jihara, I called them loudly. So when he went to private gatherings and attempted to speak to the people over there, out of extreme rudeness and pride, what would they do? They'd put their fingers in their ears and cover themselves up. So what did he do? He went public, in the streets and markets, not speaking to one individual, but addressing crowds. And how would he address them? Loudly, so that those who had their fingers in their ears could also hear him. If they closed their ears, he spoke louder. If they covered themselves, he he spoke louder. What does this show? Steadfastness on the part of Nuh a.s. He wasn't a quitter. He really wasn't. 950 years. Imagine if somebody were to reject us in this way, what would we do? Never dare make another attempt. ثُمَّ إِنِّي دَعُوتُهُمْ جِهَارًا ثُمَّ إِنِّي أَعْلَنْتُ لَهُمْ ثُمَّ then, إِنِّي indeed I أَعْلَنْتُ لَهُمْ I announced to them. أَعْلَنَ إِعْلَان is to let something be known, to declare it. What does it mean? To declare it. So I publicized it, I proclaimed my message openly and clearly. وَأَسْرَرْتُ لَهُمْ Asrartu, seen, ra, ra. Israr, sir. What is a sir? Secret. And israr is to communicate something secretly, to share a secret with someone. So I confided my words with them. Inni a'lantulahum wa asrartulahum israra. So he went public and private, loudly and softly. Look at the different ways that he conveyed in. Different ways of da'wah. If he faced an obstacle in a particular way that he had adopted, what would he do? Would he quit? No. He tried a different way. This is the way of successful people. That their goal is clear. This is what I want to achieve. This is where I want to reach. Okay? Let's get here by doing this. Not working? Change the strategy. Change the methodology. Be more creative. Try something different. Be innovative. Now it's amazing. We get very creative and innovative and whatnot for worldly things, don't we? Isn't it? You know, there's even ways in which you can bake your chocolate muffins or stuff like that in microwaves. Really. And I think it's an insult to baking. To bake in the microwave. It's just wrong. But people have come up with that. They figured out ways of even cooking eggs in the microwave. You know, seriously, I don't know how anybody could do that. But they do it. Because if you don't have an oven, if you don't have a stovetop, what are you going to do? Not eat eggs? No, I'll figure out a way in the microwave. I don't like washing dishes. So I'll figure out how to do everything in just one plate, one bowl, everything done. One machine, khalas. Again, when something is important to you, you'll figure out a way. When you believe in something strongly, and what you're doing is not working, you'll figure out another way. Don't give up. This is what we see in Nuh He refused to give up. 
سم انی اعلن تلہم و اسرر تلہم اسرارا But it's amazing how generally if we're doing something for the deen and it's not working out, it's getting difficult, we say, I think I should not do it. I think I should stop this. Because it's really not working out. No. It's something khair. It's something good. Why stop it? Why leave it? Try something different. You know like they say, what got you here won't take you there. Right? Meaning you did something to get to this state. Now you're not able to go any further because you're stuck in your old ways. So you have to come up with a new methodology. Change your strategy. Try something new. Try something different. But keep going. Keep moving. Don't get stuck. ثُمَّ إِنِّي أَعْلَنْتُ لَهُمْ وَأَسْرَرْتُ لَهُمْ إِسْرَارًا فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ Another way that he came up with, that he he encouraged the people. What did he say? I said to them, اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ Seek forgiveness from your Lord, because إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا Indeed, he is ever a perpetual forgiver. Always forgiving. So seek forgiveness from your Lord for whatever you've done. Whatever it is that you've done. Ask Him for pardon and you will find Him forgiving. What do we see? He kept the message of hope alive. What happens with us is that over time as we suffer from failure or some level of disappointment, we become so bitter inside that we make everybody around us bitter also. We get so angry with people that the only thing we can talk about is hell and punishment and haram and kufr and this and that. And we forget the hope. But the Prophet ﷺ also we see throughout his da'wah, he kept the message of hope alive. Nuh ﷺ also, he's inviting them to forgiveness even though these are the people who had closed their ears and covered themselves up and refused to listen to him and he's inviting them to Allah's forgiveness. This is sincerity. When you're doing something for Allah, not for yourself. Because if you were doing it for yourself, you'd be so angry, you'd throw them in hell. Really, if it was up to us, we would damn every person to hell. This is how we become. But if a person is doing something for the sake of Allah, then he will not forget Allah's mercy and forgiveness. Yes, he will warn people of Allah's punishment, but he will also give them hope in Allah's forgiveness. فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ He's giving them hope. He's showing them, he's telling them about the benefits of istighfar. If they turn to Allah, what is it that they will get? What is it that they will find? He says, يُرْسِلْ Allah will send السَّمَاءَ the sky عَلَيْكُمْ on you مِدْرَارًا In continuous showers. Of course, this is referring to rain. He will send rain from the sky upon you midrara. Midrar dal rara. And darur, from the same root, darur, dal, ra, waw, ra, is used for a camel that gives a lot of milk. Ain midrar. An eye that is midrar. What do you think? What kind of an eye is that? Huh? Cries a lot. You know, like some people, it's just, their eyes are just waiting. Or sometimes, in some days, time of the month, what happens? Somebody just says one word, 
and that's it. You just start crying. This is Ain Midrar. Uncontrollable. On the slightest of things, a person starts crying. So, يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا You seek forgiveness from Allah, Allah will send on you rain in perfusion, continuous showers. It is said that because of their denial, they were deprived of rain for a long time. This is similar to how even the people of Makkah were deprived of rain for a long time. Right? But even if that was not the case, farming communities or people who have to worry about growing their own food, they need rain. Isn't it? So, يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا Continuous rain is welcome. So, he's telling them about worldly benefits they would receive if they were to worship Allah. Now, what do we do generally? If we're telling somebody about Islam or we're encouraging them to obey Allah, we talk only about the Akhirah. Right? Which is fine. Which is fine. Because the real reward is the reward of the Akhirah. Right? But Nuh salam is also telling them about worldly benefits. Because we're human. We're people. We need to know that if I do this, what do I get? Right away. Don't tell me later, but I want to know right away. What's the benefit? So he tells them about worldly benefits also. وَيُمْدِدُكُمْ And he will increase you. يُمْدِدْكُمْ From imdad, mim dal dal. And imdad is to reinforce, replenish resources. So for instance, somebody has something and as they're using it, they're running out of it. So imdad to give them more so that they never run out of what they were given. So يُمْدِدْكُمْ He will increase you. He will provide you with what? Bi amwalin wa banin, with wealth, with properties and children. Meaning he will give you more wealth and more children. Wayajalakum Jannat and he will make for you gardens. This is Jannat in the world. Okay? Gardens in this world. Wayajalakum anhara and he will make for you rivers. Plural of Nahr. He's telling them the benefits of seeking forgiveness from Allah. We see that every messenger invited his people to seek forgiveness from Allah. Because when you're calling someone to Allah, what are you saying basically? That if you're worshipping something or someone other than Allah, that's not okay. Right? And if you did this and this and this, that's not okay. So all of a sudden a person is like, oh my God, I'm so bad. What have I been doing? So don't leave them hanging there. Give them hope. Tell them to seek forgiveness from Allah. Because who can forgive sins except for Allah? No one. And no matter what a person has done, no matter how many sins there are, is there any sin that is too big for Allah to forgive? No. Remember the person who committed 99 murders? And then he went to somebody and said, can you tell me what I'm supposed to do? He said, you'll never be forgiven. So he killed him also. 100 murders. Then he went to somebody else and what did he say? Change your place. Go to a people that will support you in doing good. So he's on his way to them and he dies in that journey. And what do we learn? That man, was he forgiven? Yes, he was. Why? Because he was already in the path of changing himself, improving himself. So the change had actually begun. 
So Nuh alayhi salam is telling people about the benefits of forgiveness. He's inviting them to seeking forgiveness and every prophet did that. We see in Surah Hud ayah 3. In Surah Hud ayah 3. The Prophet ﷺ is instructed to tell his people that وَأَنِسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ That seek forgiveness from your Lord and repent to Him يُمَتِّعْكُمْ مَتَاعًا حَسَنًا He will give you a good life to live. Prophet Hud ﷺ said to his people, this is mentioned in Surah Hud, Ayah 52, وَيَا قَوْمِ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا وَيَزِدْكُمْ قُوَّةً إِلَىٰ قُوَّتِكُمْ Same message. Prophet Shu'ayb also said, Surah Hud, Ayah 90, it is mentioned, وَاسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ إِنَّ رَبِّي رَحِيمٌ وَدُودٌ Seek forgiveness from your Lord, repent to Him. My Lord is merciful and loving. Hope. Now, we see over here that Nuh says, you seek forgiveness from your Lord, Allah will give you what? Rain in profusion. What else will He give you? Property, children, gardens, rivers, worldly blessings. What does this show us? That istighfar, when we seek forgiveness, then this is what opens up the doors of provision for us. When you seek forgiveness for your sins, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the doors of His mercy on you even in this world. Which is why we learned that a man, once he came to the Prophet wasallam and he said, O Messenger of Allah, when I make dua to my Lord, what should I say? Like, I want to make dua, can you tell me what I should ask for? He didn't know how to make dua, what to ask for, out of ideas. So the Prophet wasallam said, Say, Allahumma ghfirli, warhamni, وَعَافِنِي وَرْزُقْنِي right? And he made him count this on his fingers. So firstly, Allahumma ghfirli. That, oh Allah, forgive me. Secondly, warhamni, have mercy on me. Thirdly, وَعَافِنِي And grant me safety and well-being. And fourthly, وَرْزُقْنِي Provide me. So we see that this dua begins with what? Seeking forgiveness. And what's the last thing? Provide me. Because before we ask Allah for sustenance, we should ask Him to pardon us for our sins. And this hadith is in Muslim. In another dua we learn, which is mentioned in Sahih Jamir al-Sagheer, that Allahumma ghfir li dhambi, wa wasi' li fi dari, wa barik li fi rizqi. Again, the dua begins with seeking forgiveness. That oh Allah forgive me my sins. Secondly, wasi'li fi dari, make my home spacious for me. And then, barikli fi rizqi. Bless my provision for me. Even when we're making dua for somebody else. Allahumma ghfir lahum, warhamhum, wabarik alayhim, wawasi' alayhim fi arzaqihim. If somebody invites us, they give us food to eat, this is a dua that we should make for them. That, oh Allah, forgive them, have mercy on them. Bless them with what you have given them and expand their provision for them. So before asking for provision, asking Allah for forgiveness. Why? Because it is our sins that become a barrier between us and Allah's mercy. It is our sins. Again, go back to the story of Adam alayhi salam. 
Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestow blessings upon Adam in Jannah? Did he? Yes. I mean, if you think about it, he's got a wife, right? He's not alone. He's got a lovely companion. He's got company. And then they've got the best clothes. And then they've got endless provision and freedom. Only one prohibition. Only one. But what happened? When Adam ate the fruit of that tree, did he lose something? Did he lose something? What did he lose? Everything that he was given in that garden, in that Jannah. So behind any problem we face is what? Our own wrongdoing. Remember we discussed this earlier also, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created things in salih condition, in a good condition. And what causes corruption is what? Our own sins. Our own wrongdoing. So whenever we see that there is a problem, we're not getting what we need, you know, things are not working out, what do we need to increase in? Increase in what? In istighfar. This is why we see that many scholars, whenever people would come to them and ask them about what they should do with regards to their problems, what advice would they give them? Do istighfar. There is a famous story about Hassan al-Basri. That how a person came to him. He's sitting in a gathering. A man came to him and complained to him about the fact that he didn't have enough money or the fact that there was drought, there wasn't enough rain, there was famine, and that he wanted children and he wasn't having any children. Another person came with this problem. Another person came with that problem. So many people came with different problems. And to each person he said, do istighfar, do istighfar, do istighfar. So somebody who was sitting there the whole time said, what's going on? Every person that comes to you and talks to you about their problem, you advise them to seek forgiveness. Why? And it is said that he recited these verses. That Nuh salam said to his people, that, فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلِ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا Any problem you're having, even if it's with regards to having trouble about what idea to come up with to write your essay. Really. You know, your mind is just not working. There's a mental block. Right? There's a mental block. You want to buy the perfect furniture for your room. You're trying to find the right bookshelf. And you can't find it. And you check one store after another. You want to find the right shoes. You can't find them. And here you are wasting your time one hour in one mall and then another hour in a different mall and then you go buy something and then that doesn't work out so you go return it. Doesn't it happen with us in our, in our lives? Simple things can become so difficult. So whenever simple things become difficult or big things even become difficult, what do we have to do? Istighfar. Seek forgiveness from Allah. Because look at the benefits of istighfar. He says, Malakum, what is wrong with you? That La Tarjuna Lillahi Wakara. La Tarjuna, you do not expect, you do not have hope, and Raja means hope or to expect something, but it also gives the meaning of i'tiqad, to believe about something, to believe something about someone or something. Because whatever you believe in, that is what you expect. Isn't it? So he says, what is wrong with you that you do not believe lillahi for Allah, meaning about Allah, 
وَقَارَ Respect. What is wrong with you that you do not attribute to Allah due respect? What is وَقَار? وَقَافْرَ Respect and honor. To keep in mind someone's status and deal with them accordingly. This is وَقَار. So what he's saying is, then what is wrong with you? Why don't you respect Allah? You respect so many things. You have so much regard for them. These idols that you've made yourself, you become so humble in front of them. You beseech them with so much longing and humility. What is wrong with you? That you don't ask Allah to forgive you your sins? You don't turn to Him in your time of need? What's wrong with you? You trust so many and you don't trust Allah. And you know this ayah, we should also relate this to ourselves. But seriously, whenever there's some trouble and somebody advises us, do istighfar. What do we say? Yeah, okay, but what else? What else? Right? Somebody advises us with regards to our problems, make dua. We say, okay, but what else? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Somebody says, go pray nafal, pray istikhara. We say, yeah, okay, but tell me something I can do right now. Well, yes, right now, go do salah and pray istikhara. But it's like we have no faith in it. مَا لَكُمْ لَا تَرْجُونَ لِلَّهِ وَقَارًا You have hope in so many things, so many beings. It's like, you know when you're having some trouble, you're like, if only I could have this one thing in control, everything would be perfect. If only this could happen, if only that person would listen to me, and if only this individual would help me, if only I had this, if only I had money, if only I had, you know, my car, if only I had the right people, everything would be okay. We put our faith in the creation. And we don't put our faith in the creator. This is shaitan's trick. This is his way of misleading us. You see, Adam Salam, he was in Jannah. He had everything, isn't it? One thing he was told, don't eat the fruit of this tree. Only one prohibition. But Adam salam, being human, he had a strong longing or desire or love for khuld, for eternity. As people have, nobody wants to die. And a strong love for power, for control. Hubbul khuld and hubbul mulk. Right? So shaitan told him, if you eat this fruit, you'll actually live forever. And you will have a mulk, a kingdom, ownership that la yabla, that will never fade away. So he made him love or be attracted to the creation and seek it and rely upon it and desire it. And what happened? When he ate the fruit, did he get the mulk la yabla? No. He lost what he had. Did he get khuld? No. He was sent to the world. This is shaitan's way. So we see here that Nuh says to his people, Malakum la What's wrong with you? You're going to everybody and you don't go to Allah. You trust upon everybody and you don't trust Allah. You want worldly benefits, you want success through these idols, but you don't seek it through Allah. وَقَدْ خَلَقَكُمْ أَطْوَارًا Have you forgotten Allah's favors upon you? You think Allah will not give you? 
Look at Allah's favors on you. وَقَدْ خَلَقَكُمْ He is the one who created you. How did He create you? أَطْوَارَ In stages. أَطْوَار Plural of the word طَوْر طَوَارَ And طَوْر is a state of something that changes over time. Meaning it's a temporary state. It's meant to change. And that is meant to change. So this is why the plural is used. أَطْوَار So وَقَدْ خَلَقَكُمْ أَطْوَارَ he created you in stages, in phases. How? If you think about it, Adam salam, he was made from mud. And even that mud was made to go through different stages. Right? And then he was created from that. But even in the womb of the mother, does the baby grow in one day? No. Stages. Right? Different phases the gestation phase and different, different phases, right? And then even after birth, what happens? There's childhood, there's adolescence, different stages. وَقَدْ خَلَقَكُمْ أَطْوَارًا Don't you see His greatness in how He has produced you through different phases of development? أَلَمْ تَرَوْ Do you not see كَيْفَ خَلَقَ اللَّهُ How Allah has created سَبْعَ سَمَوَاتٍ Seven skies طِبَاقًا In layers We did this word earlier in Surah Mulk As if Nuh is reminding them that look, you're not amazed with your body? Look at the skies above you then. The proof of Allah's favor on you. The proof that you should turn to Him. The proof of His greatness is where? in your existence, that how He created you in stages. And not just that, look at the creation around you. Just look at the sky above you. وَجَعَلَ الْقَمْرَ فِيهِنَّ And He made the moon in them. نُورًا a light. Meaning in the sky, Allah has placed the moon. And what is the function, the role of the moon in the sky? It's nur. It's a light. Of course, this is in the night. وَجَعَلَ shamsa, And He has made the sun siraja, a lamp, a burning lamp. Notice the two words that are used here for light. For the moon, it's nur. And for the sun, it's siraj. Because what is siraj? Siraj is a lamp. You know, the lamp in which there is flame. So it's the source of light. And the moon is just using that light. It's just taking from that light. وَجَعَلَ الشَّمْسَ سِرَاجًا Surah Yunus ayah 5 Allah says هُوَ الَّذِي جَعَلَ الشَّمْسَ ضِيَاءً وَالْقَمْرَ نُورًا وَقَدَّرَهُ مَنَازِلٍ وَاللَّهُ أَنْبَتَكُمْ And Allah has produced you He has made you grow مِنَ الْأَرْضِ from the earth نَبَاتًا A progressive growth A different word is used over here for human development and growth And what is that? إِمْبَات and this word is used for the growth of plants. Plants. So, أَمْبَتَكُمْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ He has made you grow from the earth. What does it mean? That your origin is the earth. And yes, Adam was created from mud. However, after him, we see every human being, he grows with time. And where is his body growing from? Where is that nutrition coming from? What's the source of it? It's the earth. So just as plants grow from the earth, human beings also grow from the earth. Not in the same way that plants do, in a different way, but similar. That plants, their nutrition also comes from the ground. And people also, 
Nutrition comes from the earth. Wallahu ambatakum min al-ardi nabata. Thumma yu'idukum fiha. Then he will return you into it. He will return you into the earth. You grew from the earth and you will go back into the earth. You see? These days you will find the trees becoming leafless. All their leaves are falling. Where are those leaves going? Where are they going? Back into the earth. Right? And then in the summer, what's going to happen? In spring rather, the trees will grow leaves again. Right? So where are those leaves growing from? Where is the nutrition? What is the source? It's the earth. But then when the leaves are, when the tree sheds the leaves, where do they go? Back into the earth. So this is how Allah has made us also. ثُمَّ يُعِيدُكُمْ فِيهَا When you will die, you'll go back into the earth. وَيُخْرِجُكُمْ And then He will bring you out. إِخْرَاجَ an extraction, meaning he will bring you out of the earth another time. And when is this going to be? At the time of resurrection. Wallahu ja'ala lakum. And Allah has made for you Al Arda the earth bisata an expanse. Basin ta bast. And what does bast mean? To stretch, expand something, spread it. So this earth, Allah has spread it out for you, expanded it for you. Really, if you think about it, the earth, I mean, it's so small compared to the sun, right? But it's still so big for us. No matter where we go, you know, even if you go to a park, let's say you've been going there for the past 15 years, right? A particular park, you've been going there for so long. Can you really say about it that I have sat or I have stood at every single spot? No, you haven't. It's so big. Bisata, so big that you don't feel constricted and limited in this earth. Wallahu ja'ala lakumul arda bisata. It's leveled, stable, spread out for you. Litasluku minha, that you may follow in it. Subulan, roads. Subul, plural of sabil. And litasluku, salaka, is to enter and proceed. So in the earth, Allah has made natural subul. Pathways, roads, means of getting from one place to the other. And then you enter upon these ways and you proceed. Fijaja, as passage. Fajim, jim. And this is used for a mountain pass, ravine. So natural roads Allah has made for you in the earth, meaning He has facilitated travel for you as well. You can move around for different reasons. In these verses, Nuh alayhi salam, what is he doing in his da'wah? What is he doing? He is showing to the people the proof of Allah's, not just his existence, but mainly his favors. So that they recognize his ihsan, his mercy, and they turn to him even more. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنا أرسلنا نوحا إلى قومه أن أنذر قومك من قبل أن يأتيهم عذاب أليم قال يا قوم إني لكم نذير أن اعبدوا الله واتقوه وأطيعون
يغفر لكم من ذنوبكم ويؤخركم إلى أجل مسمى إن أجل الله إذا جاء لا يؤخر لو كنتم تعلمون قال رب إني دعوت قومي ليلا ونهارا فلم يزدهم دعائي إلا فرارا وإني كلما دعوتهم لتغفر لهم جعلوا أصابعهم في آذانهم جعلوا أصابعهم في آذانهم واستغشوا ثيابهم وأصروا واستكبروا استكبارا ثم إني دعوتهم جهارا ثم إني أعلنت لهم وأسررت لهم إسرارا فقلت استغفروا ربكم إنه كان غفارا يرسل السماء عليكم مدرارا ويمددكم بأموال وبنين ويجعل لكم جنات ويجعل لكم أنهارا ما لكم لا ترجون لله وقارا وقد خلقكم أطوارا ألم تروا كيف خلق الله سبع سماوات طباقا وجعل القمر فيهن نورا وجعل الشمس سراجا والله أنبتكم من الأرض نباتا ثم يعيدكم فيها ويخرجكم إخراجا والله جعل لكم الأرض بساطا لتسلكوا منها سبلا فجاجا Okay, share reflections amongst each other and talk about the strategies of da'wah that Nuh a.s. adopted. What are the ways he adopted in order to convey the message? Okay. Come up with five ways in which Nuh a.s. did da'wah. Five methodologies or five techniques or whatever you want to call it. Okay? So from the verses, find five ways. Okay. And when you have five, raise your hand. Assalamu So the first thing that we noticed was that he gave everybody first mentioned that he was a prophet obviously and then he gave everyone action points like this is what you need to do so worship Allah like that's the purpose of your life you have to fear him and obey me and then he talks about istighfar and uh, he talks about like how Allah is very forgiving and then he talks about like how he gave dawah continuously and at different times and then um, he, after if one tactic wouldn't work, then he would change his tactics. Like he publicly proclaimed it and he told it in secret. And then he mentioned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings to them. Mm-hmm. So he's not actually like directly attacking them, but he's like criticizing what they're doing because by mentioning like all of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favors to them and how they should be like thankful and realize his favors upon them. 
Okay. So we for our first one, he firstly establishes himself as a trustworthy person from oh, the community. Yes. So develop, build trust. Write this down. Build trust. And how do you build trust with people? How do you do that? Pardon? Okay. Build a relationship with them. Yes. Calling them your own. Okay. Yes. Okay. Your akhlaq. The way you talk to them. You see, ya qawmi. This is also a very respectful way of addressing people. Right? So if you want to correct somebody with regards to their prayers, for instance, you can't attack them, humiliate them, and make them feel horrible, and then tell them, by the way, you should fix your prayers. No. Take them in confidence. Let them trust you. Let them know that they're safe with you. Okay? Next. For the second point, we got, he called them day and night to forgiveness. And um, yeah, to forgiveness. So the day and night, what does that show? No, what we're going to say as well, adding to that is he established his main message. So what he was calling to is very clearly mm. said that, you know, worship Allah, have taqwa and listen to me. Yes. Nadirun Mubin, message is clear, not ambiguous. Right? So look at how it's listed. Urbudullah wa wa Before that he says, Nadirun Mubin, I'm a clear messenger. So clear message, not ambiguous. And sometimes what happens is that if we're trying to tell somebody something good, we're so unclear. We try to hint it. You know, we will be upset around them or be a little moody around them and they're wondering what's wrong with them. Is she upset about something? Did I say something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Be clear. Be direct. Not as in blunt and rude, but be clear. Okay? What and else? What so that's the second point, yeah. clarity. And then thirdly was to seek forgiveness. So despite whatever they've done, if they worry that, you know, that's going to hold me back, then day and night he told them about forgiveness, that through forgiveness you can get rid of your past, basically. Okay. Message of hope. Okay, what else? So that's three points. Yeah, so he was persistent, he didn't really give up. So again, like Maham mentioned, that when that tactic wasn't working, then he proclaimed publicly and openly, and he mentioned them about all the blessings that Allah has okay, provided. Okay, so before that, consistency. Right? The message of hope, because there was forgiveness. He mentioned forgiveness many times, isn't it? If you look at these verses, the message of forgiveness is not just given once, it's given over and over again. Right? So, consistency in what you're saying and and regularity also. For example, if you want your child to start praying or your brother or whoever to start praying, then you can't just remind them of salah one day. Another time when it's time for prayer and you are sitting with them at a coffee shop drinking coffee and later on you're criticizing them that they're not getting up for fajr. You can't leave maghrib with them and then yell at them for not waking up for fajr. You understand? How is it that at one time you're okay with what they're doing, at another time you're not okay with it? So be consistent. Okay, last point. And then we felt that after the blessings, there was also mention of the incentives. So if that also wasn't working, then what could they get right now in the dunya and also in the akhirah? Yes, so immediate benefits also. Not just the benefits of the akhirah, but also the benefits of dunya. Meaning, what is it that you will get you know, the why. Because many times you will tell people, do this, or it's good to do this. And they'll ask why. 
especially children or maybe young adults, they will question why, what's the benefit? What am I going to get out of this? So be logical. 